My name is Law Nation. We're going to talk quickly about the uh, reports or the rumors of the Dallas Cowboys owner, Jerry Wine Jones. Y'all put the wine emojis into your chat box there uh, uh, about Cal Pitts. Now, like I said before, there will be a lot of fillers in this particular draft. There will be a lot of, okay, we're really, really, really uh, in love with this guy or we really want this to happen. The problem is with the Cowboys, they don't know how to keep their mouths shut. Now, my thing is, you always want to throw off the opposition, right? So it could be on one end, just like, I guess, the Jedi trick. On one end, you could be saying, yeah, I really like this person. And then on the other end, right, you could be like, man, I really don't care for this person. But here's the situation. Jerry, he talks about... Uh, he's infatuated with Cal Pitts. And just close your eyes and imagine Cal Pitts on this particular team. Man, he would do crazy numbers. And I'm with the belief everybody knows I'm, I'm best player available, BPA. So if Cal Pitts, the number one guy on this particular uh, board, when they get round to the 10th pick, then you grab him and you snatch him and you think about the rest down the line. I'm with the belief that yes, you go with best player available, whether it be if it's a Slater out there, if he's the best guy on your board, you go out there and grab him. If it's the uh, Penny Sewell, if he somehow drops to the 10th pick, yeah, you go grab him. Oh, newsflash, Jalen Waddle, Jamar Chase. You see where I'm going with this, Cowboy Nation? Never paint yourself into the corner. Now, here's the flip side of it. Y'all know I'm team defense, right? And you guys rarely hear me banging on the table saying we got to get this defensive guy with the 10th pick. Because I believe in this particular draft that even in the secondary, the secondary is such a thick, thick position as relates to the skill set. It's no one really separating themselves from one of another. So I look at it from that aspect of it, and I look at the value aspect of it. Yes, I've seen people make uh, statements saying that, hey, we need a Christian Barmore, we need a J2 Afile, or we need the, uh, what's the kid named, Marvin Wilson. All of those guys are great from the collegiate aspect of it, but the value, the value is not there with the 10th overall draft pick. You can get majority of those guys in the later round. He ain't lying. We got to be smart with this, Cowboy Nation. We can't be just sitting here saying, oh, wow, we need to get this guy. If not, then we'll be still uh, ranked on the bottom half of the defense heading into 2021. I want you guys to understand. Everywhere Mike Nolan been, he was ranked on the bottom half of the defense. Regardless, and when he was the head coach, or, or not the head coach, well, that's a story of a different day there. But when he was the defensive coordinator, man, their teams ranked on the bottom half, 25 and back. Not 23, not 24, not 22, not 21. That's just where they've been, ranked on the bottom half of things. So the Cowboys got to look into this situation and say, all right, cool. We got Dan Quinn, and I'm not going to leave him off the hook because last year his Atlanta Falcons team just wasn't like this world recognizable defense as everybody sit there and say to themselves, man, we can't wait to play against the Atlanta Falcons. Oh my goodness. 
Can't wait to see that defense, I meant to say. So it's none of that that's going on, right? But he was not the defensive coordinator. He was the head coach. So we got to understand that portion of it, Cowboy Nation. So when I look into the fact that Chris Mortison come out with this report, it's more so of the Cowboys maybe shooting fillers out there and maybe trying to figure out who behind the Cowboys would like to move up to that spot. Who really loved Cal Pitts that much to move up? And that is the name of the game. You got to figure out how you can create more value out of your 10th overall draft pick by selling fillers, by telling people, hey, we really like this guy. We really in love with this guy. Now, let's get into the details of why the Cowboys should, as the operative word, draft Cal Pitts. I got to go there, right, Cowboy Nation? Think about this. We need help at red zone, money zone, green zone. Dynamic threat. Dalton Schultz is good. I like what he was able to exemplify and exude last year, which was good. Uh, Blake Bell probably made him more motivated to play. And although Blake Bell is gone now, we got to understand that skills, the iron sharper and iron steel sharper steel philosophy is still real. And with the Blake Jarwin absence last year, we really never got a full grabs of, of what he can really do within the confines of this system. And, of course, we know that Dak Prescott was injured. Nevertheless, I look at Blake Jarwin. We like what he was able to bring out to the table the previous years. But the problem is Blake Jarwin, outside of the Giants game, you really can't really fall onto the tape and say, well, hey, look what he's able to do. Now, I'm, I'm very, very pro on, hey, a known commodity is better than the unknown, right? Now, when you look at Cal Pitts and you think about all of the other tight ends, I know that a lot of people like to paint everybody with the same brush and say, well, according to tight end measurables, this will not happen because of this. And that would not happen because of that. If teams were able to have that crystal ball and see where the Kittles kid is doing over there in 49ers land when healthy, man. They would sit there and say, yeah, we're going to draft him earlier. And if people had the crystal ball and they saw what Travis Kelsey was able to do, don't you think that he would have been drafted early as well as Antonio Gates and all of those guys? This one of those dynamic type of tight ends that really can separate themselves from the other. And I know tight end position is overlooked. It's undervalued because of the fact that they do so much and their impact to majority of the teams is very minute, very small. But every now and then, when you get somebody that's six foot six, run like a gazelle, high point the ball, and on top of that, out of all of the other wide receivers or tight ends that came out that with that particular frame, I believe his feet, just look at his feet and the way he plays with leverage, separates himself from the others. And we can look at measurables and straight line, 40 yards, or what have you, speed. But when you look at the tape, there's some separation that you will see, whether it be his athleticism, high point in the ball, understanding where the soft spot and the cushion zones are at in the particular routes, and the concepts of how he know how to stem and break free at the top is just crazy. Now, you add that mixed in with, mixed in with Blake Jarwin, Amari Cooper, oh, C.D. Lamb, and yes, 
And yes, Michael Gallup. So many people are so ready to get rid of Michael Gallup. No, 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 no. You keep Michael Gallup. You keep all of those nuances on your team. And now you look back at it and say, man, this stuff is crazy. How can we how can we stop this? Now, I do know that a lot of people looking at the offensive line as an issue, the defensive front as an issue, right? Those two things that we really need, right? <laughs> we got to talk about this. The Tyron Smith, Lyle Collins, he coming off an injury. We don't know whether or not he's going to be locked, loaded, and ready. But Tyron Smith, we've been talking about this for many of years. Can he play 16 weeks? Now it's 17 weeks. So now we got to look into this thing and say, man, should the Cowboys be safe with this and just go ahead and grab an offensive lineman that you know for sure that's going to help this team out for the front five? But my thing is you got to stay true to your board because if Kyle Pitts is higher than, than an offensive lineman, why would you reach? You can get an offensive lineman in the second round. Look, the Cowboys got to look into this thing and say best player available. If you got a chance and opportunity to grab a Kyle Pitts and you know for sure that this kid is dynamic, if you can utilize him within the confines of your system with Dak Prescott, then you do that. But I just wish the Cowboys uh, <laughs> uh, owner would just be more hush-hush about it. You know, discretions is it's not – a bad thing be be a little discreet about everything here's the quote from chris mortison we're hearing that this thing about jerry jones the owner of the cowboys and general manager being infatuated with kyle pitts so i figure he's going to have to trade up to get kyle pitts i think he will offer emmett smith and larry allen maybe throw in michael Irvin. he doesn't need tony romo but he has dak prescott he spent 40 million a year on dak prescott so why not Go get Kyle Pitts. Or if he actually falls to the tent, you can't rule him out. My thing is, Cowboy Nation, that's a great assessment by Chris Mortison uh, and what he told the uh, Clint Buckley guy from 247 Sports. But here's my only thing. You don't have to trade up. You don't have to get cute in this particular draft. Stay where you at. Whoever we draft with the 10 pick will help this team out tremendously. Post me your thoughts. Post me your concerns down below. My name is Law Nation. Be sure to hit that like button. Share this content. Let a friend, neighbor, foe know where to go when they want to tune in to Cowboy Sports Talk and Beyond. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. Go Cowboys. We out.